Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Profit Podcast. Everything NFL and fantasy football related all year long. With your host, Calvin Wright. Already one day away from week two. Actually, it's 12.09 a.m. at time of recording. So we are officially NFL Sunday week two. We're getting into the second half of the matchups. We got to the first half of the matchups on the podcast on, uh, I believe it was Wednesday. But we're going to get into the final half of them. We've got uh, lots of different matchups. We've got Rams-Eagles. That's going to be a good game. Then we've got Denver-Pittsburgh. Carolina-Tampa Bay, that is an interesting game to watch. We've got the resurgence of Tom Brady. Can he rebound after a disappointing week one? Fun fact, Brady has never started a game, a season in his career 0-2. That could happen this week. And now Godwin is out. Will Scotty Miller step up? We'll see. We'll get into that. Jacksonville, Tennessee. This is the matchup, guys. Derrick Henry, we all know it's going to happen. Then we got the Washington football team versus Arizona Red Hot Cardinals. Baltimore, Houston, Kansas City Chargers. Uh, New England, Seattle, New Orleans, Las Vegas. And that will wrap up the podcast. So we've got eight more matchups to get through. I'm not going to go through every single player this time just because it's 12.10 a.m. And uh, uh, I don't think anyone really cares about some of those players. I mean, you don't need to know about Daryl Henderson. We're we're not going to talk about him. We're going to consolidate. But uh, let's get right into it with the first matchup of this podcast, Rams versus Eagles. The Eagles coming off a disappointing performance. They blew the 17-point lead over the Washington football team and lost to Dwayne Haskins. It wasn't pretty, guys. Peyton Barber, two touchdowns on them. Uh, The Rams, they are coming off a victory over the Dallas Cowboys. Wasn't super impressive offensively, but hey, they got it done. Jared Goff, are we starting him in this matchup? And Carson Wentz, are we starting him in this matchup? Are we starting either of these quarterbacks this week? I'm going to be honest. I think most people with either of these quarterbacks have better options. Jared Goff, 275 yards, zero touchdowns, and a pick. Not a good way to start the season. I'm not saying Jared Goff won't be relevant this year, but right now, there's so many better fantasy options than Jared Goff. There's no way you're trusting him. So I'm not particularly starting Jared Goff if I have him. I've got him in the league, and I'm not starting him because I have better options. Carson Wentz struggled last week. 270 yards, two touchdowns, but he also had the two interceptions, two fumbles, and one lost. Rams, they looked pretty good defensively last week against uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Held that offense in check for the most part. Zeke went, Zeke went berserk, but Dak Prescott held in check. Uh, Wentz is very much startable, but there is still a lack of... Of weapons. Now, Miles Sanders returning says he's 100%. That does help this offense as a whole. But it also is going to take away some of the work from Carson Wentz, especially near the goal line. But I think Carson Wentz rebounds this week. I think the Eagles rebound. Having Miles Sanders there, uh, that is such a huge, huge piece of the offense. 
especially with the depleted receiving core that they already have. Miles Sanders, someone that we are projecting to be a great wide receiver, you know, coming in and catching a ton of balls and a great running back at the same time. Having him off the field for that injury, I think that was a huge part of why that offense just looked flat. They didn't have a talented playmaker on the field who could consistently pick up yards. So Carson Wentz, I think, is startable, and I think he's a good play this week. Now, the running back position, this is interesting because the Rams, there were a lot of people high on acres, a lot of people, you know, talking about Daryl Henderson, but no one was really expecting Malcolm Brown to come in and do what he did last week. 26 fantasy points. Absolutely crazy. 79 yards, four yards per carry, two touchdowns, and he had some work in the receiving game. He's the starter. Malcolm Brown is the starting running back in L.A., and it's crazy because no one was expecting it. I had I, I had no clue that was going to happen. But as long as he is the starter, I am starting him. This matchup, we saw the Eagles give up the two rushing touchdowns to Peyton Barber. I think Malcolm Brown is a very solid RB2 this week against a, a, a struggling Eagles team. And on the other side of the ball, I think Miles Sanders is a great start. You may be hesitant. You may be a little worried because he's coming off that injury. But you're starting him. I've got him league. I'm very confident. Says he's 100%. Talk to Dr. Natwa uh, on Thursday or Friday, I guess it was, about the injuries. You can go look that up right on this channel. And Miles Sanders, he is back full force. Miles Sanders, we are starting. I expect high-end RB1 numbers from Miles Sanders this week, especially in those PPR leagues. Wide receiver position. Let's get into it. We got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Those are really the only guys that are fantasy relevant whatsoever. I mean, apart from an 80-yard touchdown, Deshaun Jackson is irrelevant. You know, he can always blow up, but you don't need to hear about him. But Robert Woods coming off a great performance, 18 fantasy points, 105 yards on six receptions. Good to see him get targets. Eight targets, which is a lot of volume. And Cooper Cup very underwhelming. Five targets, four receptions for 40 yards. Not exactly what we wanted to see. Now, one of those guys is going to have slight on them. One of those guys. But I think I am still starting both of them. I think Robert Woods is going to still have a great game, even if Slay's on him. And I think Cooper Cup is going to rebound. I like both those guys. Now, like I said, I'm not super high on Jared Goff this week, but I think he will be able to support Decent numbers from both Woods and Cup. I obviously like Robert Woods a bit more. I was extremely high on him coming into this season. But I think Cooper Cup does rebound. I think it's very possible we see a touchdown from him. And I think both those guys are very much startable this week. Now, the tight end position, Ertz, Godair, start them. They have proven themselves both. We all knew Ertz was great. But Godair has also proven himself as a weekly starter. I mean, huge game last week. Monster performance, 25 fantasy points, 101 yards, eight receptions on nine targets. An incredible performance. Zach Ertz was very disappointing in comparison to Godair, but I, you're still starting him if you have him. You got to. But Godair and Ertz must start, and with the, the limited weapons for Carson Wentz, both those guys, excellent plays. Now, Tyler Higby. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Tyler Higby coming into the season. A lot of people were. A lot of fancy pages loved Tyler Higby. I haven't seen enough from Tyler Higby to consider him a locked and loaded starting tight end. And I don't this week either. 
you're going to hope for a touchdown. But as long as Jared Everett, Gerald Everett is there, Higby is never going to be fantasy great. And Goff, as we said, the touchdown's a little worrisome. He hasn't thrown touchdown. No, it's only one week. But the fact that he couldn't find the end zone and it looked like whenever they got on the goal line, they ran it with Brown, a little worrisome that they are not going to be targeting you know, Higby in the end zone like we'd hope. So not really excited about Higby this week. Who do I think wins this one? I think the Rams take the cake and uh, get another win. Alrighty, next matchup we're going to be talking about the Denver Broncos versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. So this uh, this is the battle of the, uh, I don't know, of gross, of ug, of injured, maybe injured running backs with maybe viable options behind them. Uh, Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay and James Conner and Benny Snell. What do we do with that situation? What do we do? What do we do? So Philip Lindsay is maybe injured, maybe not. No one really knows what is going on with him. Uh, looks like he has now been listed out, although there is very little being said about the severity of the injury. So Melvin Gordon, I think, has an increased workload and I think has a pretty good game. Now, you got to temper your expectations. We can't say, oh, Lindsay's gone. Gordon is going to have a huge performance. No, this is the Steelers defense that just held Saquon Barkley to six rushing yards, 0.4 yards per carry. I'm not expecting a monster performance from Melvin Gordon. I think he's startable with Philip Lindsay gone. But I, against this defense, from what we've seen from them so far, I'm not super excited about Melvin Gordon, low-end RB2. Now, both these quarterbacks, Roethlisberger is coming off a very solid game, 229 yards and three touchdowns, albeit it was against the New York Giants, which are what I uh, believe are a terrible defense. But that is promising to see him returning to kind of Big Ben form. So I think he is a startable option this week, although... I still don't love him. I still don't love him as a fantasy option. Now, Drew Locke on the other side of the ball at the quarterback position, not interested in starting him at all. I, uh, I, I He lost last week against Tennessee, just didn't really look that good. He just didn't look that good. And even if he improves, I don't think it's going to result in prolific fantasy numbers. Now, the Steelers running back situation, this one is interesting. James Conner, good to go for Sunday. This is, James Conner is so frustrating because this is what we deal with in fantasy if you have James Conner or if you've had Benny Snell or Jalen Samuels as handcuffs. James Conner goes out and plays. He gets hurt, sits out the rest of the game and completely puts a dud in your lineup. Then he comes out the next week after, you know, missing practices and puts up a great performance, so you got to keep him. And then he gets injured the next game, goes out halfway through. He just cannot stay healthy. He's made of glass. He's frail. He can't stay healthy. I, If you've got James Conner, I am looking for other options. Now, it is good to know that he's either fully healthy or wasn't actually that hurt. And it was more of a, a coaching situation to take him out of the game. But I believe Benny Snell right now is, is a, a better running back right now. After watching Benny Snell last week and James Conner, Snell looked more explosive. He looked more elusive. He looked more powerful. He looked like the better running back. 
I'm not particularly excited about either of these guys this week, though, just because we have no clue what the distribution will be, and we have no clue how healthy James Conner is. We just, we just don't really know. So I am steering away from both of those guys this week. Now, Benny Snell, long-term this season, I think is a terrific bench stash. If he can cut into Connor's workload, if Connor goes down again, Benny Snell is going to be a terrific fantasy running back. Wide receivers. We got Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy had a lot of, uh, a lot of drops last game, which isn't what you want to see. Cortland Sutton, he is set to be a game-time call. This is frustrating. This is frustrating when you got these game-time calls. Thankfully, he plays at 1 o'clock and not a later game. If Sutton plays, I'm starting him. Judy, I am not starting. Uh, didn't see enough from him. Didn't see enough from Locke for me to feel comfortable starting him against this Pittsburgh secondary. Now, Juju Smith-Schuster coming off a monster performance. Two touchdowns, 24 fantasy points, 6 for 6, 69 yards. Nice. Uh, Denver, uh, they struggled a little bit, uh, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a little bit tougher a matchup this week, but I still think he can get it done. I think he's going to be, whole season, a very, very solid wide receiver too with some big performances. That's what I'm kind of expecting from Juju season long. Uh, Deontay Washington and James Washington, what are we thinking about either of them? Same thing for both of them. I like Washington a little bit more, but they're both flex plays in deeper leagues. Or if you're, you know, if you had Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, or Chris Godwin, and just you're depleted at the wide receiver position after one week, they're both solid flex plays. Tight ends, Noah Fant, love him. I love Noah Fant so much in fantasy this year. 19 fantasy points, 81 yards and a touchdown on six targets. That is what we want to see. From a young tight end, six targets for 81 yards. Beautiful beautiful game from Noah Fant, and I'm rolling him out again this week. He was one of my favorite uh, picks for being a breakout tight end, and so far, that is what we're seeing from him. Who do I have taken that game? I think Pittsburgh wins it. All right, Panthers versus Buccaneers. We got Teddy Bridgewater versus Tom Brady. Man, that's that's so weird to see. If you had told me like last year, I'd be looking at Brady on the Bucks and Teddy Bridgewater on the Panthers and not sure who's going to win or who's better. <laughs> but uh, Brady, very disappointing game last week. Scored 20 fantasy points, saved it with some touchdowns, but two interceptions. One was a pick six. He just, he just didn't look like Tom Brady. He didn't look like what we wanted Tom Brady to be. We are excited because he has so many weapons here and it didn't pan out week one. Now, that is only week one. And Tom Brady, we can't say, oh, he's lost it because there have been so many times where Brady comes out to start a season and just looks flat. And then we all go, oh, Tom Brady's finally old. Father time, uh, they caught up to him. He's, he's, he's old, he's washed up. He needed to retire last year. And then he ends up winning the Super Bowl. So it's way too early to say Tom Brady is uh, is out of the picture for fantasy. I think he's a good start this week against the Panthers defense, which is way worse. Just allowed a great performance from Derek Carr. So I think Brady is a prime candidate for a bounce back performance, especially if you consider that um, there was no preseason. You guys have no idea how big that is. Even though he's a vet, 
for there to be no preseason, no normal training camps, for him to come in with a completely new team and coach for the first time really in his career, that has to play a big factor into his lackluster performance. So I do like Brady this week as a bounce back. It's worth noting he's never started a season 0-2, and I think he continues that streak and gets the win against the Panthers. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he had a pretty decent game last week, 19 points. I honestly expect pretty much the exact same thing from Teddy Bridgewater every week, like 15 to 20 fantasy points. He's never going to sink your ship, but he's never going to, you know, you know, boost you to the finish line. He's just going to be a very consistent, mediocre fantasy quarterback. Um, now, running back position, Christian McCaffrey, yep, we're starting him. He's a beast. He was a beast, still is a beast. Ronald Jones didn't look that great. Um, he, 3.9 yards per carry, still under 4 yards per carry, but a little more effective than he has been in the past. Didn't find the end zone. Yeah. Ronald Jones, I think he's a boomer bust play this week. I think there's a pretty good chance that he does, you know, get two goal line touchdowns or something. But uh, I don't have a ton of confidence in him, especially with Tom Brady there who snuck in some goal line carries. Leonard Fournette too, not too confident in him. If you're going to start someone there, Ronald Jones is the obvious play. Um, I think it's possible we see a huge performance, but I I think it's also very likely that we just kind of see another 10, 12-point game. It's just going to depend on the touchdowns if they go to Brady on a goal line sneak or if they give them to Jones. So solid RB2, I guess. Now, DJ Moore, coming off a nine-point fantasy game, not what we wanted. I think he rebounds. I'm not particularly worried. I don't think Robbie Anderson is the bona fide guy in Carolina. He had a couple huge plays. That's what Robbie Anderson is. We talked about him on the latest podcast. So, uh, yeah, DJ Moore, I'm firing up. I'm confident in still. And Robbie Anderson, if you need an upside play, he's the new Deshaun Jackson, I guess, or new Sammy Watkins. You know, it's either... Five points or 25 points. So if you're projected to lose by 20 points and you lost Kenny Galladay and Godwin, throw in Robbie Anderson and hope for that massive play. Now, Mike Evans, he is back. Uh, he should be fully performing. He was back last game and he wasn't back. He was he was hardly out there. Four targets, one reception. Was a touchdown, which saved his game, I guess. Seven fantasy points. Not, not that's that's still horrible for Mike Evans. I think he bounces back too. I think I think the Mike Evans and Tom Brady connection becomes a thing this week. I think this is the week we see. Oh wow, Tom Brady and Mike Evans. I think they have both good performances. Scotty Miller, Scotty Miller, guys. I'm looking at his picture right now. College Bowling Green. 5'11", 174 pounds. He looks like he uh, works at Kroger. And I think Tom Brady is going to fall in love with this guy. Last week, even, six targets, five receptions, 73 yards. Uh, not not to, you know, push the narrative, but Brady likes a specific type of wide receiver. <laughs> and uh, Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan... Danny Amendola have both been great, have all been great under Brady. And Scott Miller, he he fits the he fits the picture. He really does. And I actually do believe he's a great player in real life. He showed us last year, he shined in a couple games. And I think he does with Godwin out get a huge boost. And I think he is a solid 
start this week. Scott Miller is a solid start in week two. Oh man, how did we get here? But, but guys, Scott Miller, big time sleeper this week. Tight end position, Ian Thomas, not starting, not interested in. Rob Gronkowski, not started, not interested in him. OJ Howard got the touchdown. I'm actually interested in OJ Howard big time. Uh, He's gone completely under the radar. Look, he has been one of the best fantasy football tight ends for the past three years or two years. Then 2019, he had that horrible year, just didn't ever get targeted. They bring in Brady, who has a long history of loving the tight end position, throwing to the tight end position. And he comes in, O.J. Howard had six targets, four receptions, and a touchdown. That's a good performance. If you don't have a tight end that you're at all confident in, look at O.J. Howard. Take a look. He's he's probably available in your league, and I think he's a pretty safe play with a lot of touchdown upside. I actually do like O.J. Howard, and he's gone completely under the radar because Gronk is there as the big name, but O.J. Howard, phenomenal tight end, and with Brady, who loves the tight end position, I think he's a good start. Jacksonville, Tennessee. All right, guys, we, we know what time it is. It's Derrick Henry time. It's time for another 99-yard touchdown run where he stiff arms 10 guys. Starting Derrick Henry, fully profit-approved this week. I, I, I'm serious when I say I think he has a huge performance. Um, so many, So many things are playing into it. With A.J. Brown out, they're going to have to lean on him more. The Jaguars, pretty bad defense, horrible defense in my opinion. I think it's it's just it's lining up for another, another massive Derrick Henry against the Jacksonville Jaguars game. And I love it. I'm here for it. So I'm starting Derrick Henry fully confident. I know he was a little disappointed last week, 17 points, you know, but but it was really saved by uh it was interesting. Three targets for three receptions, which is very interesting. Because I I believe last year. The most receptions he had in a single game was three. In week one, he tied his record last year for receptions. Before that, 2018, two receptions was the most. 2017, two receptions was the most. He tied his record for receptions last week. That's 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 good news for Derrick Henry. I'm thinking about buying... Not even low on him, but I think the ceiling has gone up and the floor has gone up too at the same time. If Derrick Henry can get involved at all in the passing game, things, it's all over. It is all over for fantasy opponents. So Derrick Henry is going to have a monster game. Watch his involvement in the passing game. Watch how they use him with, with A.J. Brown out. Now, Ryan Tannehill... Um, 19 fantasy points last week. Uh, he's got a great matchup. I'm still, I don't really want to start him this week with AJ Brown out. I think that's pretty fair. I think there are better options in most fantasy leagues available. I think he's startable. I don't think he has a bad performance, but I'm not expecting anything great. You know, 17 points from him. That's, that's what I expect from Tannehill this week. Now, Corey Davis is interesting. Corey Davis coming off the big 18 point week, seven receptions, eight targets, 101 yards. And I think you can honestly start him with A.J. Brown out. I think Corey Davis is a pretty decent flex player. And we've talked, if you are already depleted at the wide receiver position, because there are a lot of people missing Michael Thomas, missing Godwin, missing Galladay. Corey Davis, take a look at him. I'm just saying, he's really the only receiving weapon 
There is Jonu Smith, who I also love. Seven targets, four receptions. But it's the Jonu Smith and Corey Davis show in the receiving game this week. And that's why I'm so interested in Derrick Henry. Do they actually start to get him involved? So I like all three of those guys. Tanhill, okay, he's fine. Gardner Minshew, I'm starting this week. I, uh, I, I am a believer in Gardner Minshew. I talked about it on Monday on that, that podcast. I'm a believer in Gardner Minshew, and I think he has another solid fantasy performance. James Robinson, do we buy into the hype? 10 fantasy points, nothing spectacular, 62 yards. Uh, the James Robinson hype has gotten really high. I think he comes out and lays a dud this coming week against Tennessee. I just I don't think he's going to have a lot of running room. I think they're going to be trailing a lot of the game. Now, it is worth noting, he's got Miami, Cincinnati, Houston, Detroit coming up. Some fantastic matchups. So he's the type of guy to watch. Maybe he goes back onto the waivers if he lays a dud this week, and you can scoop him up before then. So keep your eye on James Robinson, but not starting him right now. DJ Chark, 11 fantasy points. Do we expect a rebound? Yeah, I expect a rebound. Either they are in this game and competing in this game because of DJ Chark, or it's garbage time and they're just throwing it to DJ Chark. That's how that's how I see this game. And LaVisca Chenault, interesting. Interesting player, 37 yards touchdown last week. Almost of his fantasy points came on one play, the big touchdown. But LaVisca Chenault, I talked about him Monday. Keep your eye on him. I think he's a very underrated rookie wide receiver. I'm not expecting him to become a fantasy football star this year, but he's the type of guy who could have some big games and just kind of go unnoticed, and you maybe will sneak him in the lineup, and he's going to produce, like, you know, kind of like Terry McLaurin did last year. So I think he is someone to keep your eye on, pick up if you're... Hurting at wide receiver, I think he's a pretty good pickup. So uh, who do I have winning this one? I think the Titans take the cake. I think Derrick Henry runs wild, but I think there's a very admirable for performance from Minshew and Chark. I think I think they put up a good fight. All right, guys, we got two or three matchups left. Washington football team versus the Arizona Cardinals. <sighs> Going to start this off by saying I believe the Arizona Cardinals win this matchup. As crazy as it seems, I think the Cardinals win. Kyler Murray, we're starting him. He's a beast. 26 fantasy points. He had he had 100 yards. They, he took those huge quarterback kneels for like 10-yard losses. But he's running all over, throwing to DeAndre Hopkins. It's a fantasy football dream for Kyler Murray. We're starting him every single week. Kenyon Drake, uh, 60 yards, 3.0 yards per carry, got the touchdown. That's what I expect from Drake most weeks is a pretty, you know, 15 to 20 points. I don't expect him to break out as much as some other people had, but I think he's very solid, a solid low-end RB1. Um, Chase Edmonds got some involvement, 13 fantasy points, and he uh, got a receiving touchdown. Only six carries, though. He... I don't think he's someone you're going to start, but he's definitely, if you have Kenyon Drake, you got to handcuff Kenyon Drake with Chase Edmonds. You got to do it. And if Chase Edmonds is not owned in your league, go pick him up. I think he's a must own, but he's not a must start right now. I'm not starting him, but you got to own him at least. Now on the other side of the ball, Dwayne Haskins, I'm not starting. I think he's better than people give him credit for, but I'm still not starting him yet. Uh, Antonio Gibson and Peyton Barber, 
Gibson, be patient with Gibson. I think there will be a breakout for Gibson, but we just got to wait a little bit. We got to wait for another couple bad weeks from Peyton Barber. Barber, I am not starting. Listen, two touchdowns. That equals 12 fantasy points. 6-12, all right? He had 14 fantasy points. If you take away his touchdowns, he had two fantasy points on 17 carries. The dude is horribly inefficient. Horribly inefficient. And I, I, I'm not starting him because you have to bank on two rushing touchdowns for a decent game. So no, I do not like Peyton Barber. Cardinals, yeah, they gave up some big plays, but I think in the, uh, to the running back position, but they gave up the big plays to the running backs out of the receiving game. So that's where Gibson would come into play. And Gibson is an upside play this week because we saw Mostert take it to the house on the slant. Uh, Isaiah Simmons not quite ready to, you know, lock down the tight ends or running backs coming out of the backfield. So Gibson is an upside play. I, I I have better options personally than Gibson, so I'm not starting him. But if you need upside, I do like Gibson more than Barber. Barber, you got to bank on huge touchdowns. I'm not excited about starting either of them. I just want to say I am not starting either of them this week. But I think Gibson has some upside as a receiver this week if he gets more involved. Now, Terry McLaurin, I think Terry McLaurin goes off this week. I think this is the week Terry McLaurin has his, you know, 60-yard touchdown and then a couple slants for 20 yards. I think he has a massive performance. I love Terry McLaurin. Look, even against Slay, even in that weird matchup, he still put up 11 fantasy points, which is not terrible. Uh, he's really the only receiving weapon in that offense. So I love Terry McLaurin this week. Hey, we got the sticker. We got the sticker right behind me. I heart Terry. This is the week he comes out and shows. So yeah, this is who we drafted. This is who we drafted. There's a Terry we know and love. All right, who do I think wins? Cardinals said that. All right, let's go on to the Baltimore Ravens versus the Houston Texans. Starting Lamar Jackson. All right. Huge shock there, but uh, yeah, we're starting him. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, Mr. Garbage Time himself. He he salvaged together his fantasy performance, 20 points. Um, Still not great. Of interception, he got a touchdown and a rushing touchdown, but the offense looked bad. The offense did not look like what we're used to seeing from Houston. And it's it's pretty easy to, you know, identify the problem. DeAndre Hopkins is gone. You take the best wide receiver out of a pass-heavy offense, what do you expect is going to happen? So Deshaun Watson, you know, I'm starting him because he has enough in it, in, 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 inherit ability that he's going to put up good numbers, rushing, you know, garbage time if it gets out of hand. So you're starting him, but you got to temper your expectations with Watson just because he doesn't have the weapons that he's used to having. So that's those are my thoughts on Watson. Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, who are we starting? Sitting Ingram, starting J.K. Dobbins. We saw what Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did to Houston last week. J.K. Dobbins already getting goal line work. I think he goes off this week. I think he has a very, very fantastic fantasy performance. David Johnson, you're starting him again. The volume is there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still saying sell high. I think he's going to kind of go downhill after the next couple of weeks. But David Johnson, 
Right now he's healthy, so you're starting him. That's kind of the rule with Watson, uh, Johnson, especially with so few receiving options. If they can get him more and more involved this week, I think he'll have a good game. Marquise Hollywood Brown starting. He's great. 101 yards, 16 fantasy points. Didn't even score. 16 fantasy points without a score. That's what we love to see from guys. Will Fuller, I think, is a great start too. Really the only wide receiver option. Cooks is there, but Cooks limited all all week. Uh, he is on track. He's expected, but I'm not expecting him to be the wide receiver one this week. I think that is still Will Fuller, and I think Will Fuller is a fantastic play as long as he's healthy. Cooks, solid flex option, but like I said, I don't think he's the guy in Houston right now. Mark Andrews, we're starting. Mark Andrews is a beast. If you drafted him, you drafted him to start every single week. Jordan Atkins, are we interested in? Um, Not particularly. He had a touchdown, but only two targets, so... Not particularly excited about him. The volume isn't that that great. You're just hoping for a touchdown. Who do I have winning this one? I have the Ravens taking the win. All right, guys. Sorry if I'm going too fast. It's almost one o'clock, so I just kind of want to get this finished with. <laughs> Next matchup, Kansas City versus the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes. Good start. Clyde Solaire. Good start. Tyreek Hill. Good start. Sammy Watkins. Good start. Travis Kelsey. Good start. There we go. That's my thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I'm just going to take that clip, edit it down, and copy and paste it into every single week weekly Starts and Sits podcast because that's 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 the situation with them right now. <laughs> Start them all if they're if unless they're injured, you start them all. Chargers, Tyrod Taylor. I'm not starting Tyrod Taylor, and neither should you. There's no reason to start Tyrod Taylor. Austin Eckler, expecting a bounce back. I think Eckler has a a better week. Still worried about the receiving volume. I want to see that change before I say, oh, he's still a running back one. But I think he gets a, a decent game in. Especially this is a game the Chiefs could go up very early on and they may be forced to throw more than Tyrod Taylor likes to. And Joshua Kelly is honestly a sneaky start. If if you're someone who's already been hurt with some injuries, you know, I don't I don't know your all situations, but there are situations where I think Joshua Kelly can be played. Looked great last week. 12 carries, 60 yards, one touchdown. Uh he does not have inherent PPR. Uh, value that is worrisome about him but if the goal line carries are his then he's uh, a sneaky start each week uh keenan allen i think bounces back too guys don't don't fret too much about keenan allen look kansas city is gonna get up early on i think they're gonna be forced to throw that's why i'm kind of projecting a better week from eckler and a better week from allen so i do like allen this week too and then hunter henry uh, he had a very solid fantasy performance, and I'm expecting another solid fantasy performance from him again. Uh, that 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 matchup sounds so boring when I say it like that, but but honestly, don't overthink the guys in this. Austin Eckler, you're starting him if you have, you have him. Expect a bounce back. Joshua Kelly, sneaky start. Keenan Allen should bounce back. Th- th- those are those are my thoughts, and I think we're gonna see something like that. I don't think there's a crazy situation there. Now. One crazy situation, we got the Patriots versus 
the Seahawks. Russell Wilson versus Cam Newton. This is exciting. I'm excited to watch this. This is Sunday Night Football, prime time. Newton coming off a two-rushing touchdown performance. 75 rushing yards on 15 attempts. 15 rushing attempts from... I'm, I'm going to make this very clear, guys. If there is a fantasy football option, if you're looking at quarterbacks and there's some guy who's a quarterback and rushed the ball 15 times, start him. Don't ask questions. Start him. Rushing is king in fantasy football. I'm starting Cam Newton this week. I think he has another great performance. I think the Patriots found their guy, and I think he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. He's going to be getting more familiar with Edelman, with Harry, and they're going to be throwing more. I think this offense is going to be great. I think that this Patriots team is really going to shock people. Now, Russell Wilson on the other side, coming off a huge performance, 33 fantasy points. You're starting him. I don't care if the matchup looks bad. Start Russell Wilson. Don't ask questions. He's, he's in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the NFL. I think he shows it to us this year. Uh, he's already coming out, you know, hungry. The running back position is a little weaker than it has been in the past couple of years. So I think he's going to be throwing more overall. So love, love Russell Wilson. Running back position, this is where it gets ugly. Um, Chris Carson had the, the the two touchdowns, which really were his fantasy points totaled, basically. That's all he did was catch those touchdowns. Uh, I particularly, if I had him, I was selling him high after that performance. If you still have him, if you didn't manage to sell him, then yeah, start him. He's a starting running back in the NFL who's talented, so you're going to start him. But apart from him, James White, Sony Michelle, Carlos Hyde, I'm staying away from those guys. It's a disaster. You know, one of those guys will have a good game probably. We'll get a touchdown and some reception or something. But I'm staying away from that. I'm staying so far away. It's a muddled three-headed monster in both of these. Chris Carson's safest bet, but staying away from the others. Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry. Don't start Nikhil Harry yet, but keep an eye on him. I think he's a great sleeper still. Julian Edelman, I think, is going to put up another very solid game. Edelman escaped the the 2020 offseason without anyone talking about him. No one talked about Julian Edelman once. And I, I am guilty of this. I completely forgot about Julian Edelman. I really, uh, I really noticed it where I uh, was, was doing one of my last drafts of the season. I was like, like round nine or something. I'm like, oh, who's here? That's just a bunch of random wide receiver. Julian Edelman? What's he doing here? I click on his stats. I'm like, did he get it? He finished number seven overall last year? Why is he going so late? And I drafted him, and I'm expecting him to produce consistent PPR, low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two numbers. And so far, that's what he did. Look, he had 13 fantasy points in a game where his quarterback only threw for 155 yards. 155 yards thrown by Newton. Edelman had 57. Buy. Buy that all day long. Guys, go buy Julian Edelman. Uh, he's he's going to be a, a great steal. He's going to be the guy at the end of the season, we all say, 
how did we forget about Julian? How did that happen? How did someone coming off a top 10 performance, Cam Newton coming in at quarterback, how did he completely go undetected by everyone? Now, Lockett, Metcalf, obvious starts, expecting great performances out of both of them. Uh, At this point, I think both of those guys, Lockett and Metcalf, are weekly starts. They're locked in your lineup. So that's uh, who's going to win this. I think Cam Newton and the Patriots get the win. I think I think it's an epic showdown battle, and Cam Newton like dives over the goal line for a for a game winning touchdown. I think they win. <sighs> Alrighty, final matchup of the night. Hey, we're gonna finish before one a.m. That's that's good, I guess. <laughs> Saints versus the Raiders. Is Breeze is Breeze still Drew Breeze? Because he didn't look at last game, 160 yards, two touchdowns. But but come on, 160 yards on 30 attempts that that is not what we like from Drew Breeze. But this is a team that just gave up a pretty good pretty good game to Teddy Bridgewater. But Michael Thomas is out. It's a it's a dilemma. It is a dilemma, and you're gonna feel so foolish. When you sit Drew Brees and he scores 30 fantasy points. But I'm going to be there with you. I'm sitting Drew Brees this week. Uh, look, Michael Thomas is gone for, for the foreseeable couple weeks. He didn't look that great last week. He really didn't. Alvin Kamara. I don't know what's wrong with him. I have no clue what's going on with Kamara. But he was horribly inefficient, at least in the run game. I, I'm a little worried about Drew Brees right now. And uh, I do like him season long still. I think he's still a good quarterback. I don't think it's that he's washed. But Michael Thomas being off the field is going to hugely impact his fantasy performance. So I am sitting Drew Brees this week. Now, Derek Carr, interesting play. Uh, 13 fantasy points last week. He he had 239 yards on 22 completions, one touchdown. <sighs> I'm not starting Derek Carr. All right. It's I, I'd expect something similar from Derek Carr. That's kind of what Derek Carr is going to be this year, I think. 200, 250 yards and touchdown. Maybe two touchdowns if he's lucky. <laughs> so I'm seeing both those quarterbacks. Now, Josh Jacobs, 35 fantasy points. Currently, the number one running back overall. You're starting him. He's a locked and loaded weekly start. And I'm expecting another huge game from him. I think he is one of the best running backs in the league. I think this is a game that he can really take over. I don't think the Saints are going to have the offensive firepower to put up points and force the the Raiders uh, to to thro- uh, throw. So I love Josh Jacobs this week. And then Alvin Kamara, you're starting, even though there are the concerns about the efficiency. You know, you draft him first round, so you do have to start him. Then wide receiver position, Sanders. Ruggs, Edwards, Runfro, I'm sitting all of them. I'm sitting all of them. I'm sitting all those wide receivers. Tight ends, though, I'm, I'm starting Cook and I'm starting Waller, expe- expecting a little bit of bounce back from Waller and another good game from Jared Cook. All righty, guys, that is the end of the podcast. I know you all want to get to sleep. Um <laughs> Can't blame you. So thank you all so much for staying up with me and uh, watching this. 
and uh, supporting the page means a lot that I've got a, a group of, you know, f- not even fans, but friends that are willing to, you know, come on at 12.30 a.m. on a Saturday night and watch a live podcast of me talking to myself in a parent's basement. So uh, thank you all so much. I, uh, I, I very thankful for you guys. And I'm excited for week two to, you know, get underway. So I will see you all on the TikTok. And I hope you enjoyed this. And I hope this helps you set up your lineups before we get to the games. Have a great rest of your week, guys. Enjoy the football. See you next time.